Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you. Father, I'm so excited about today. Um, It's great to see some faces here today that I haven't seen in a while. Um, Father, I am so humbled um, by this congregation and this leadership and my family. And Father, I just, I praise you for that. I'm going to praise you for the health of my family the love and support that they've given over the last two and a half years. Father, this congregation for trusting myself and this leadership team with themselves and their families. Uh, I praise you for that. It's always humbling. Uh, Father, just... We always reflect on the last two and a half years, Father, but you continue to tell me that we're just getting started. Father, I ask that you continue to give us the energy, the courage, and like Ms. Cheryl said, the obedience to step up and do your work. Father, today you've given me a message. We're going to continue a series that you've put in front of me. First off, Father, I thank you for the direction of this and giving me these words. Father, giving me your words. Father, I need everybody in this room to know and understand that I'm not trying to step on their toes, I'm aiming at their heart. Father, I ask that you come in this room like I do every Sunday. Father, that you touch the hearts of the people here today because you've already warned me ahead of time that pride definitely could start to swell up in this room, but you also told me that you would knock it out. So, Father, I'm trusting you 100% that you give me the words to give this message today and it come across your way. So, Father, in this moment, I need you to anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, that you take all pride, anger, doubt, lack of courage, selfishness. Father, that you take that away from me and you replace it with your boldness. I need your boldness today, Father. Your courage, I need your courage. And most importantly, your love. I ask these things in your name. Help us to love laugh and forgive. Amen. Last week, for those of y'all that weren't here, we started a sermon series on social media. I talked about how through my studies, God showed me seven major traps of social media. These traps can cause you to go down the wrong path in the wrong direction, and it could cause nothing but destruction in your life. These traps traps lead to pride, selfishness, anger, deceit, gossip, corruption, bullying, slander, depression, anxiety, and even divorce and death. I want to look at those seven traps real quick. You have the time trap, temptation trap, secrecy trap, the venting trap, persuasion trap, comparison trap, and false comfort trap. Last week, we went over these top three, the time, temptation, and secrecy. Today, we're going to spend the entire sermon on the venting trap. I, heard, I already heard it. Some of them, mm, yeah, trust me. Trust me. When I was putting this together, I was like, oh, good Lord, there are going to be some mad folks. Just remember now, this is God's words, okay? So if you get mad, it's, it's God you get mad at, okay? Everyone in this room in some capacity has a relationship with social media. The goal in this sermon series is to find out what kind of relationship you have. Do you have a healthy relationship with social media or an unhealthy relationship with social media? Now, like I said last week, I do believe if used properly, social media can be an amazing tool. It can be something great. 
you know, you, you, can, you can reach out. I said this last week. You can reach out to family members you hadn't seen in a while. You can keep up with them, your friends that you hadn't seen in a while. You can keep up with different businesses and news and, and the Dallas Cowboys, and you can do all these great things through social media. But the problem is, is this tool that we call social media has made a lot of us tools ourselves. That's because we get caught in these traps. Today, again, the venting trap, this is something that uh, when preparing for this series, I had no doubt that, that it was obviously going to be one of the most controversy that we talk about, controversial, excuse me, that we talk about. Venting can get you in a lot of trouble, okay? There was a lady, uh, she walked into a store, she purchased an item at this store. She took it home, she was unhappy with it wasn't working. She went back to the store, told the sales associate, said, I'd like to have a refund on this. Sales associate said, no, we we don't do a refund on this item. We can't do that. And she said, well, I'd like to at least exchange it. He said, no, you you can't do that. Well, the whole time this woman, she's getting angrier and angrier because obviously she don't want to hear no. She just bought the item. She gets home. She hadn't drove five minutes down the road and doesn't work, right? Like, that's not fair. How's that fair? So she's just bubbling up. She's getting madder and madder, and she's wanting to start venting, right? And she says, well, I need to talk to your manager. So the manager comes out, and she tells her the same thing. I'd like to return this item, exchange it out, anything of that nature. And the manager looked her in their eye and said, you're crazy. I can't return that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You're just, it's just bad luck. So the woman gets upset, and as she walks out the door, she turns around, and she's mad by this time, right? She's bubbling. She turns around and screams at him. She said, I'll never buy a lottery ticket here ever again. (laughs) Venting or lashing out will make you look like a fool sometimes. In fact, the Bible tells us this in Proverbs 29, 11. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Y'all think about that when you're posting on social media? No matter how upset you are about any situation that's going on in your personal life, a social matter, a political matter, someone else's drama, you should never vent on social media. This trap, again, is extremely dangerous, and I want you to think about it, guys. This trap can ruin your entire lifelong reputation literally by the click of a button. No matter the circumstance, you should never vent again on social media, not even if someone attacks you personally. And I know some of you are like, well, Micah, shouldn't I I stand up for myself? If somebody attacks me, why would I let them get away with that? Idiot. Redneck. Hypocrite uneducated, ungodly man, fake, wolf in sheep's clothing, a lying pastor, a false prophet, and even the Antichrist. These are names that I have been called on social media in the last two and a half years. Me personally. I've even been accused of using fake emotion, well, they don't know me very well, to falsely persuade the congregation to give more money to me. I mean, they even said something about my designer jeans one time on social media. 
These are Levi's. I mean, like, seriously. I honestly don't care, guys, about what people think of me on social media that have those negative comments. I don't care that they've called me these names. The only names <laughs> that I'm concerned about anybody calling me is y'all calling me pastor, my wife calling me her husband, my kids calling me their dad, and my father in heaven calling me his son. I don't care what anybody else has to say. I'll just be honest with you. And that's the attitude that we have to have when we're getting attacked on social media, guys. Don't let things like this bring you down. Don't give them the time of day. Don't let them steal your joy. First of all, I need you to understand this. They're cowards anyway. I call it internet courage. You know, they were real tough, you know, a thousand miles away on their computer. They don't have the courage to step out in front of everybody else and, and, and say these things. I mean, they just don't. I'm just being honest with you. You need to use good sense and ignore the people that attack you on social media. Let's look at Proverbs 19.11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. I'll tell you this, when I get attacked on social media, <laughs> it's funny. First of all, Kyle, Kyle, you know, Kyle's over media. And, and one of our, our largest platforms is TikTok, believe it or not. So y'all can imagine what people are saying about me on TikTok. Kyle would always say, you know, Micah, make sure you never look at the comments. You never want to look at those things. I didn't have to. I had other people come tell me what people were saying. But I, wanna, I want y'all to understand, this all started about two years ago when we really started to get in this larger um, social media congregation, this online congregation. And I remember one night I went home, and it, and it was, it was eating at me a little bit, I'm not going to lie. It, I mean, especially when somebody was talking about my jeans, like that crossed the line, you know. But I remember praying about it. I said, you know, God, I'm trying to do your work. I'm trying to do the best that I can. Why can't they see this? Why would they call me these names? Why would they beat me up with this? And he gave me a vision. And that was his son walking down the Via Della Rosa on his way to Golgotha with a cross on his back and people calling him every name in the book. And he's beat up and bloody. He's falling down. They're spitting on him, y'all. I need you to envision this. You know what he said to me? My son still did his job. Ignore him and do your job. That's how we have to have that mindset, guys. So the next time you get attacked on social media and somebody calls you a goober, ignore it, okay? Think about it. Really think about it, okay? I, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm being serious. Think about Jesus on that road and what he did for us and everything that he was called. And as bad as he was beaten, and here we are worried about somebody spreading a little rumor. Ignore it. It's not worth your time. We should always want to please our Father in heaven. And one way to do this is by reflecting his righteousness. But I assure you, lashing back at someone out of anger will never show the righteousness of God. I have biblical 
proof to back that up. James 1.20, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You get angry and you lash out, guys. You're doing the complete opposite of what God wants you to do. Do you see this? It's in that one verse right there. It's pretty simple. I'm going to add this real quick and then I'll go on. This is the last thing I want to talk about on this, on this topic. But so many people, again, start to worry about what other people say, what they think. Guys, you're never going to please everybody. I've said this on this stage before. You, you're not going to please everybody. Jesus Christ was perfect, and he couldn't please everybody. You're going to get beat up. And what I need you to understand is your job is just to work as hard as you can to be a righteous person. And we're all going to fail, right? We've talked about that many times. But you get back up. You keep trying to be as righteous as what you can. And if you can please 99% of the people in this world, there's still 1%, guys. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't worry about that 1% because you ain't going to change your mind anyway. Don't even pay attention to them. Okay? Let's move along. Another way that the social media venting trap makes you look like a fool is when you vent about your personal life. This drives me crazy. Keep your personal stuff personal, guys. You need to understand that no one cares about your personal problems as much as you do. I'm just being, I'm just being honest, thank you. Like, yeah, can I get an amen? Like, seriously. When struggling with personal problems, don't make it known to the world. Go to the ones who love you, okay? I want to explain something to you guys. Every one of us have a circle, okay? We have a circle of people that we trust and that we love, okay? That's called your small circle, okay? That small circle, I'm telling you right now, if you got 100 people in it, you messed up. You messed up. Your discernment is terrible, okay? That should be what we call a small circle. Your outer circle can have 100 people in it, okay? But that inner circle, those ones that you trust, that you know you can go to, and you can vent to them about things, to where you know not only, you, it's a healthy vent because you're venting to them. It's in a private moment. They can teach you. They can mentor you. They can guide you through the problem because they love you. And I need you to know something. Those people in that inner circle, if they're people that just tell you what you want to hear, they need to go to the outer circle. You understand that? That's not the kind of people you need to surround yourself with, ever. Needs to be people that are hard on you, that want to see you grow. Amen? This is the way that I figure out who's in my inner circle. If I prayed with you, cried with you, and laughed with you, you're in my inner circle. That's how that works. That's how, that's just, just get an idea of this. who can I trust in this inner circle. How do I know who I can trust in here? And you test them. And if they don't test out, you kick them out and you put them in the outer circle. But guys, instead of venting on social media about your personal problems to the entire world, number one, I'm telling you, people don't want to hear it. They don't. No matter what you think, they don't want to hear it. It's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's annoying. I was, trying to be, I was trying to get the nicest words out that I could. It's annoying, don't do it. Go to your inner circle, let them guide you and love on you, okay? Uh, 
venting about your personal issues on social media makes you look like a weak Christian. I want you to see what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 11. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Okay. Defiled. Notice that word. That means unclean or impure. So when you vent about your personal issues, when you go into that everybody needs to feel sorry for me stage, okay, that stage, that woe is me stage, you're making yourself look weak and unclean. And as a child of God, we should never look this way because when you do, it is a poor reflection on God and God's kingdom. Don't be like that. Another way you can fall into the social media venting trap is by posting your prideful opinions and your prideful expressions. You need to know when you're choosing, let me rephrase this, let me, okay. When we're choosing leaders, let me make sure I got this right. When we're choosing leaders at this church, we're, we're looking at your social media page. When you sign up to serve at the church, we're, we're looking at your social media page. I know a pastor who, uh, I know a pastor who had somebody sign up to be on his worship team. This pastor immediately went to social media to check on this individual. Didn't know this person very well. And as soon as they pulled up one of this person's social media platforms, there was a video of this individual and her child cussing, dancing terribly, wearing inappropriate clothes. Obviously, that person didn't get to be on that worship team. Guys, we do the exact same thing. I need you to understand something. If that pastor did not check social media and he allowed that individual on this stage, which, by the way, we claim holy ground in this church, I refuse to put pride on this stage. If that pastor allows that, and this person had a lot of followers on her social media page, by the way, and they walk into that church and they see her up there, you think they're coming back? You see, the things that you do on social media can affect if somebody even walks through the doors of the church. You need to think about that. Your actions can affect somebody's decision to get closer to God. Y'all feel me? Businesses do the same thing, by the way. I remember one time I had this girl come in and apply. Somebody already laughing. They already heard the story. And uh, I, pulled up, <laughs> I pulled it up on social media, and the first thing came up was a Bible verse. I thought, oh, that's good, you know. I scrolled down to the next picture. This girl was drunk on top of a table, passed out. I didn't hire her. That's not going to work for me, y'all. It's not going to work for businesses. You take a business like myself that, honestly, I run the business, and my employees will tell you this, we run it like a church. We expect you to follow certain guidelines. We expect you to live life the right way. 
I feel that we should all run our businesses that way, and if you're not a business owner, you should look at running your job that way, the people that you come in contact with, and most importantly, run your household that way. Amen? Our actions need to reflect your Christian faith and beliefs. Don't be a hypocritical Christian. I want to go look at James chapter 1, verse 22. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Don't act like a Christian. Excuse me. Don't, don't pretend to be a Christian and then go out and not perform the way that you should, guys. Before you post anything on social media, you need to ask yourself, what is my motivation for this post? You should never post anything with the intent to try to change people's minds. Everything you post should be with the intent to change people's hearts. You know, we go at it with this anger and this attitude of everybody ought to believe the way that I believe. Yeah, how's that going? It's what's wrong with our country. I mean, I'm serious. Our country's so jacked up because of that. You, 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 got, you got Democrats and Republicans, and, and they're, they're not, all they want to do is yell at each other. They don't want to sit down and have what we call a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. Instead, most of our dadgum politicians today are posting mess on social media to get their point across. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Go sit down and talk to them face-to-face. -face. Let's work it out. You know? I, I, you know what? We need to set that example for our politicians. We do. Now, not all of them. I got some sitting in this room right now. Y'all do an amazing job. I love you, Cheryl. They do an amazing job, okay? <laughs> but seriously, as a Christian, why would we do that? Why? Sit down face-to-face. -face, have those conversations. It's very important when posting about politics in worldly views, you need to be very careful when going down this road on social media. I need y'all catch this. Our arguments and opinions should not be grounded on political agenda to sway cultural beliefs, to just be heard, or to let others know they are wrong. As God's people, there are conversations, or excuse me, there are hard conversations that should show our identity in Christ. It should mirror Jesus, full of grace, kindness, hope, faith, and love. Why would we as Christians want to be known for our arrogance, resentment, hostility, and rudeness? Our faith in God should shape the character of our engagement with others. Amen? So I got a question for you guys today. Can people go to your social media pages right now, check it out, and know without a doubt that you're a Christian. If they went to your social media page right now, could they look at it for a brief second and say, that person's a Christian. I know they are. I'm going to ask you another question. If I, your pastor, pulled up your social media pages right now, would I be happy with what I saw? Some of y'all got your phones out. I don't have social media, so y'all can't go look at mine. You ain't going to find me anywhere on social media. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be honest with y'all, and this is a brutal thing that I'm going to say, but for some of y'all, the answer to that question is no. 
ever since I started on this social media series two weeks ago, putting everything together, I've checked out a lot of y'all's personal social media pages just to do my own research. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little heartbroken. Sometimes I look at that, I think, what have I done wrong? I'm not leading the right way. For somebody in our congregation to have something as negative as what I've seen on their own social media page, Father, where have I gone wrong? It may be selfish, and y'all can take it that way, but I don't care. I need y'all to understand it hurts my heart. I take that very personal. I take that as a strike. I take that as a loss. I'm not doing something right. Clean it up, guys. And, and when I say clean it up, I'll tell you something that you need to do. You need to go delete some of your old posts that are on there. I see the change in some of you, but you've still left some crap on there that if anybody's searching through that, don't let them think negative of you. Get rid of that stuff. Amen? I'm going to move along. Last question I got for you guys, and this is not a trick question, okay? So I don't want y'all to freak out when I ask it and think, should I raise my hand or should I not raise my hand? Isn't that weird when people do that? And you're like, man, I don't really ask me, like, do I really need to answer it or not answer it? I need you to answer it, okay? Who in this room considers theirself a child of God? Okay, a lot of hands. Okay. If you're a child of God, nothing should be posted on your social media platform that does not reflect the characteristics from the fruits of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you're posting on social media and it doesn't reflect any of these, don't post it. Don't post it. If you're a child of God, these are the things that you should be spreading to others. I don't understand why anybody would post something so negative on social media that they knew it was going to attack somebody. They knew it was going to hurt somebody. Guys, I need you to understand their heart's not right. Okay? And I said earlier about not attacking people and so forth. That's true. Don't attack them physically. Don't attack them emotionally. You know how you attack them? With prayer. You pray for them. Pray for them. That's how you love them. God says we're supposed to love everybody, right? Well, I ain't going to lie to you. Somebody's bad-mouthing me and bashing me. I'm not going to walk up and hug them and give them a kiss. I'm not going to do that. But I'll show my love by praying for them. And that's what you do, guys. You, you, you love them from afar, right? Before you post anything on social media from here forward, I'm asking you guys a favor. I'm asking you to ask yourself these three questions every time before you post something on social media. Does it reflect a fruit of the Spirit that we just talked about? Does it reflect negatively for Christian Warriors Church? Think about your church. Don't be selfish. It's a church. And if you don't go to CW Church, don't let it reflect negative on your church wherever you go. Because what you need to understand is, is what is all these churches together? It's God's church. 
don't reflect negative on your church because it reflects negative on God's church. And then the last one, does it build God's kingdom? Are you building it up or are you tearing it down? These are the three questions. If you'll ask yourself these three questions before you post anything on social media, I have a feeling that you're not going to post anything that's going to tear down the kingdom of God. Screenshot it. You need it. Everybody does. If your answer is no to any of these, obviously don't post it. And I want to look at one more verse, and it's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. We're all God's co-workers. Our job is to build the kingdom, guys. You need to know again, and I need you to really focus on this, but a post that you put on social media could affect someone's decision to walk into the church that day. You're tearing down God's kingdom. Don't do it. Amen.